Hey y'all, this is Gabby. And this is Michaela. And you're listening to Truth Chats. In this episode, we're going to be talking about femininity, the definitions, what the world is trying to define it as, and what the Bible says about women. Hope you enjoy. Hello. (laughs) We are talking about a heavy topic, and so we're a little shy yeah and tired of how our mind was racing in every part of this topic and just tired you know life yeah (laughs) Michaela didn't sleep and she was gone for a while and she was actually just in the living room sleeping or on her iPad but Today, we are taking on the heavy topic of femininity. Yeah. Femininity. <laughs> and, yeah, we are going to try our best yeah. to explain, to impart our thoughts um, and what God's Word says and what we believe Christians should be aware of. Yes. Um, but also non-believers should be open to the idea of this as well. And yes. so... And we are always learning mm-hmm. more and more about this topic. And so after you listen to this podcast, if you have any comments, we would love to continue the conversation. Yeah, so just DM us on Instagram at truechatspodcast. Or you can email us. We have an email. Mm -hmm. Um, And we would love to talk. Yeah. We love discussions. Yeah. So, speaking of discussing, what do you think? What does it mean to be a woman? Oh, wow. What does it mean to be a woman? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the basic, what it means to be a woman, or what I would say is... First, we have to look in the Bible to see what it says to be a woman because God created us, you know. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at who created us in order to know what it means to be a woman, Mm -hmm. you know, because who knows who knows better than the one who literally formed us, Mm -hmm. you know, from his image. Yeah. From a bone. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. I think that whenever, well, let's define, how would you, how would you define feminism, like, in today's, well, first of all, how would you define it, and second, does the Bible talk about it, or, mm-hmm. so the, the Google definition of feminism is the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. Mm. Mm. equality and that's that's like Mm -hmm. that's the word that has been repeated as i argue my statement (laughs) not so much argue but like if there's opposition i it feels like an argument (laughs) you mean state what the bible says Mm -hmm. about that word equality Mm -hmm. um yeah not so much as argue like you're saying Mm -hmm. but yeah I think that a lot of 
when society takes the word of feminism and tags it to equality, they want to men and women to match in every way mm-hmm. that they can possibly find. And a big thing that comes to mind when I think about that is um, strengths. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go from strength to physical strength easily. Um, that men and women are capable of doing the same thing. And um, I agree with that, but I also don't agree with that. I agree that we are capable, but I think that biologically, they it's easier for one to mm-hmm. have like a different pace than women are just going to be at a different pace. That doesn't mean we're not like physically, like mm-hmm. in physical, if we're talking about sports and running and, you know, et cetera, muscle yeah. growing those things. Like we are just made it is science we are made differently and we can do things that they can do but I think that if we try to set the standards the same men are gonna come a little bit they're gonna come higher (laughs) like yeah if that makes sense than women not that women aren't capable but it's just that there is a difference. And I, I think that a lot of people take that and they want to redefine that and challenge that. Um, and they see that as less lesser than. Yeah. And they see that as like a weakness. And I I don't think that that's true. Yeah. It's just because we, we are biologically made different. And it, I mean, granted, there are those few women that are capable of surpassing men at in pace record yeah. or etc what i was about like to say is that just because if a woman is like mm-hmm. would say less is like not as or it can't lift as much weight as a man mm-hmm. you know or the man next to her that doesn't mean she mm-hmm. can't beat him in basketball mm-hmm. you know or like beat him you know in a race you yeah know, there's gonna be women who are like yeah better skilled and better but even like if you look at olympics like the meter whatever dash like you see that the like these are it's athlete versus athlete if you look at it in that sense right like both Mm -hmm. you get to the olympics to that stage they are both athletes but if you look at those races like men are coming in quicker than women you know and Granted, I don't know. It's just, it the, it's different. It's different. And, like, I don't see that as it's just how we are made and, and that's okay. We don't have, I don't know. There's just this big push of, of yeah, that women want to, to match men in that category. And it is possible but for the majority of it, we were not made for that. And yeah, I think that's just my spiel. Yeah. But like going back to what I was saying earlier is like, just because like women and men are physically built different doesn't mean like in certain 
cases that, you know, a woman won't, you know, beat a man in the tetherball, you know, or in those kind of things. But that doesn't change the fact that we are both biologically built different and that proportionally, like, men lift more than women, like, in weights. And if you even look at, like, bodybuilders, like, there's proportionally more male bodybuilders than there are women. But that doesn't mean, like, women can't, like, or some yeah. women can't, like, it's hard still to define. Some. Yeah, it's hard to define and talk about this because yeah. you don't want to, like, downgrade the capability of people that have dreams and aspirations. Or that have, you know, yeah. be you know yeah but, but what i'm saying is that's far and few yeah <laughs> like factually um but it's like yeah i don't know but in that we want to take like a different turn because a lot of that has to do with equality but also a big emphasis in today with the word feminism is also sexuality Mm -hmm. um and when it comes to that they they want to change the definition of that for women um yeah do you have anything (laughs) does that make sense (laughs) they're trying to redefine like the standard women like the moral standard of women, like they're trying to redefine that. And it isn't like they're trying to raise the bar in a sense. The moral standard. So what do you mean by moral standard? Well, when it comes to sexuality, when you're showing, when you're objectifying yourself, okay, like so they- th- that, I don't think it's moral to, to show your body off as a, as growing your femininity and like I don't I think that men like perverted men already doing that but you doing it to yourself isn't helping like it isn't giving you more it isn't raising the bar and raising the standard like those men are still looking at you the same okay so what you're talking about is like how now in society with like music that perpetuates by women you know that perpetuates these sayings and activities that objectify as in making and what we mean by objectifying is like turning a woman's body into an object as a sexual object so what you're saying is um like that activity of doing that is now thought of as empowering women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how, like, that's what they're do- trying to do. Like they're, they're trying to change and redefine that. Whereas that is their moral quote unquote. So but my by mora- the people that like society, the world, people that are, feminist um that believe in taking your sexuality for your own into your own hands um 
and not being afraid. I'm not saying that like owning your body and accepting your body is bad. I think that's good. But I think that putting it on this stage and showing it off to others um, and and just making it essentially easily seen and access, accessible um, to the world or to men if you're trying to reel them in is, is not empowerment. Um, it's not... Yes, it is empowering. You have the power, but it, like, it, it's diverted into a way that really is just doing what the men would want to do to, to you. You're saying, you know what I mean? Like those people mm-hmm. are trying um, to stop this in a sense and try to feel more powerful, but you're just doing what was already done to you. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it's beating others to the punch, I guess. Yeah. So what I've seen and what we're talking about is like how before this new wave, it, um, objectifying women was seen as a negative. And you didn't really he- hear or see female artists, musical artists singing about these things. And now there's a lot of in pop culture, there's a lot of songs about, you know, like I'm just I'm just gonna give you like WAP by oh my gosh, Cardi like, B. That is like what I'm thinking of the most. Yeah, like that is the, the Cardi B is like being praised, and it's seen to be as the new empowerment. And I can see what, like how Gabby says you know, accepting your body as what it is, that's empowering. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this is, like how you said, perverting it and just changing it. And it's actually um, promoting, I believe, the enemy's idea of what sexuality and what a woman stands for mm-hmm. and not promoting what the Lord says what. Mm-hmm. Um, what's in the value of a woman and I feel like if we continue going down this way that young women um, that are growing up are going to see this and think that this is what is empowering and this is all like the only thing I can be empowered by is by Mm -hmm. my body and that is not true yeah yeah I think that's why I'm like really (laughs) I think compared to the other episodes this one is really hard obviously because we are both females um we live in in the culture of what are we gen z millen all -hmm. those things that are pushing these new standards and these new definitions um and for me i'm i'm okay with being against the crowd but it's sad that there is a crowd to be against yeah, so you, like the crowd of pushing that, this idea of objectifying my own or our own body is mm-hmm. empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and um, as a believer in Christ, we are we are equal, um, but 
we are that like we are still different we are not similar so we are equal value under god but we are not identical yeah so that brings up the scripture in genesis in the very beginning um it's genesis 1 26 where it says let us make human beings in our image so god created human beings so male and female in in god's image like he created it in his own image so that's where gabby means we're equal under god Um, but that doesn't mean we still have differences because if you read a little bit down in chapter two um, god made adam first and then he took the rib or bone from adam and made the woman Mm -hmm. and the woman it says that um the lord god made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man and the woman was meant to be a helper mm-hmm. of the man and we would like to talk about that for a little bit of what it means to be a helper mm-hmm. so yeah i think when we go to that word a lot of people um would view it as less than and um it's not that's not what it is if you look at that story of adam and eve adam lacked something that eve could help him fulfill and without eve there was not that fullness like god could not make two men because they would still be lacking in something that woman Eve can can come and help um, either navigate or fulfill or, um, yeah, just exemplify certain qualities that he didn't have. And um, I think that's a beautiful thing. And, and the other qualities that we have that are different from men that men cannot do, which we should be so excited about like i'm 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 at a loss because i'm like why are we not celebrating what we are capable of doing and and looking at the other team um not team but the other gender and saying oh i want to be able to do that like why not look at yourself and be grateful for what you your body is capable of doing that men cannot do yeah or not even body but just like personality traits and like mm-hmm. how I've seen like women and friends like how much strength within like a group of friends a woman like how much vulnerability and and um, just closeness that I see within women that <laughs> there is a little bit yeah more difficult for men to value and Mm -hmm. um yeah i think men still seek that but i think it's more defined more well defined within like the community of women um but yeah i i i want to speak on the topic of um women and how we are able to bear children like we like who bared the living son of god Mm -hmm. a woman okay she held him and 
nurtured him and birthed him. Um, like God chose Mary, God chose a woman to bring in his son to the world, you know, and that, like, dude, that's awesome. Like, man cannot, men could not do that, you know, yeah. and obviously, um, but I think that's something we need to learn how to, like, celebrate in because this definition, this concept of femininity is so hyper-focused on the physicality, like, look at your physical body and what it's capable of doing that no other man can do. Yeah. Um, that's real. And, and everybody is so much more than their physical body. Mm-hmm. Like C.S. Lewis says, you have a soul. Wait, sorry. You don't <laughs> have a soul. You, you are, are a soul. soul. And you have a body. Mm-hmm. That's true. We are so much more than our physical body. Because one day we're going to die and this physical body is going to stay here and deteriorate and become part of the ashes. earth again. Ashes ashes. And it's going to be nurture. It's going to be food for the plants, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is going to, this physical body is going to pass away, but our spirit doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's this quote from Nancy Piercy, which I think is really good because, um, just to go back, we, today's culture and society is so held up in the definition and like defining um, or redefining what femininity is and what it stands for. And they're in search for it so much so that they don't know. They're making it more complicated, I feel like, than it really is. Um, and if you do f- like, the only structure that you can find what the value of women, what the value of women is, or yeah, is in the Bible. And so this um, quote from Nancy Piercy's book says, to protect women's rights, we must be able to say what a woman is. If postmodernism is correct, that the body itself is a social construct, then it becomes impossible to argue for rights based on the sheer fact of being female. We cannot legally protect a category of people if we cannot identify that category. Mm. And the only firm foundation in which we can define it is through the Bible and the word of God. It is infallible and he is the one who created you. Therefore, he is the only one who defines you. Um, and the, and people are so, um, infatuated with the idea of searching for this definition and it's just, it's in the Bible. Um, and it's, it's beautiful and it's right and it's good. And I think that if we continue to try to look for it elsewhere, it's not going, it's going to probably change every few years and it's not going to be the same um just as we see it changing today mm-hmm. versus and it's in changed. the previous decades mm-hmm. just like the third wave feminism was mainly about economical mm-hmm. changes within um women and men mm-hmm. and then now we're seeing how we've been talking about it's more about um women's physical body Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And it's still going to change mm-hmm. within the next like, 10 years. Like, it'll be different. Yeah. But there's one truth that always stays consistent, and it's the Bible. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what it, say, it has to say about women. Mm-hmm. And a beautiful thing that I want to bring up also is back to the we are all equal under God. We are of the same value under him. Um, in 1 Corinthians 7, 4, it says, The wife does not have authority over her own body, but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. And so when you are a follower of Christ, you are not your own. You belong and were bought with a price of um, by the blood of Christ. And so when you offer your life and your heart and your mind and every um, aspect of of your life to Christ, um, he now gets to define define who you are. And as the scripture says, you also get to offer yourself to your husband in marriage and husbands to their wives. And so there's a beauty in that too, that we get to honor each other in that, but also offer and glorify mm-hmm. what um, the church what Christ does for the church, and he is continually offering himself to us. Um, And Christianity is the only um, religion or belief that really values women. And, And the things that are said in the New Testament that Paul claims is so radical in that time and is still radical to claim today. Um, and is is something that we we should value and um yeah it's not it's it wasn't seen then and i don't think it's um majorly the majority of people aren't trying to see or sorry aren't trying to act that way either um but yeah yeah i'm just flipping to I Bible verse in Ephesians, but I can, I'm not there yet, so I'm just going to quote it. And going on, what Gabby was talking about uh, with um, yielding to each other in Ephesians, I'm not sure the chapter. It's okay. <laughs> I had it booked tonight, but I guess I lost the bookmark. But Paul says that, um, Men should submit their life down for their for their wife, and in return, women also submit to be a helper and to their husband. So it's this equal submission, but it just looks different. Sorry, I'm looking it up. Submission. See, we have some ASMR for y'all again Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the Bible turning. So, you're talking about Ephesians, Ephesians, oh gosh, Ephesians Mm -hmm. 5 22. Yes, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, the church submits to Christ. So also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, 
Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. So the husband is supposed to submit his life. Oh, sorry, y'all. <laughs> Was that like a sting or what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a tooth. <laughs> I promise y'all we did not fart. Well, at least I did, didn't. I don't know if Gabby did. <laughs> I don't fart. Uh, okay. <laughs> sure. I don't. <laughs> but like we we're saying, um, husbands are supposed to give up their life for their wife. <laughs> Give up you know? your life for your wife. Yeah. Boom, boom. And then women are supposed to submit themselves to their own husband as everyone does mm-hmm. to the Lord. And that is just showing, like, the wife and the husband when they do that obediently to the word of God. It is, dude, it's just like, a, it's a better life, but... It's in submission to the love God has already showed us through the cross. Um, He literally gave himself up for us. Like, why not do it for the one that you love and that you're married to? Um, That it's like, it's beautiful that we get get to like literally physically do that with someone. and offer and sacrifice our life and our service to them um, in unity under being married. Yeah, Um, and under (laughs) the Lord. I'm just thinking about the word marriage. (laughs) It's also a representation of the Trinity and how, Mm -hmm. you know, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Are you talking about the third chord? Have you heard of the three chord? Oh, no, but maybe. (laughs) I've never heard of the three chord. A chord of three strands is not easily broken. Maybe I'm... I'm talking about how this image of the wife and the husband and the submission to each other that looks different is a representation of the trinity and how um the son submits to the father it is it is it's a unity braid ceremony the court of three strands ceremony symbolizes the joining of one man one woman and god into the marriage relationship it's also in ecclesiastes 4 if you want to go look that up sorry go on um Trinity. Yes. <laughs> so it's a representation of the Trinity. And uh, that's what a marriage should emulate is, you know, the the bridal of the son and the church and also the Trinity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So all in all, I'm going to leave you with this statement. A life obedient to Christ is better than the confusion of the world. Yeah. Boom. 
Amen and amen. <laughs> the world can be very confusing. It it's is. like, <clears throat> what, what's the new definition now? <laughs> what's the new standard? Yeah. But there's always one standard that is always true and always consistent. And you can find it within the word of God. Amen. It doesn't change. It doesn't waver. It stays true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I hope that you learned something or it it just helped you think of this topic differently into the eyes of a believer. Um we look forward to seeing what you guys think of this episode. And we'll see yes. you next time. Please message us if you have any <laughs> She's waiting for messages. No, not that. I just love conversation. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> on a podcast i just want to yeah. talk about this more because i know there's always we room want for more. me to learn mm-hmm. yeah cool and to see different perspectives and understandings yeah see you next time bye y'all <laughs>